Al, we are officially kicking off the new year. I mean, we technically did last week, but this is like the first like regular episode of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By talking about a game from last year. Whoops. Because that's just usually how our Januarys work. It's just like, oh man, we got to play catch up with a bunch of stuff that we were playing and didn't get to talk about in December. Yeah. Well, and this one took me a hot minute to like actually get through. So hot minute. It's it. Check it's it a- and see. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I don't know how to continue this. I was gonna try and figure out a way to like be snappy and continue the song, but I I got nothing. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Killing it. Anyways. <laughs> Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc, Al, and Ladium. Hello. This is episode number 263. And hot off the heels of our Game of the Year award, it's time to talk about a game that did not show up at either of our lists. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Although we did make reference to it uh, at least once. I think, yeah, we made a joke about it. Because you know I would do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you've been course, teasing about me. Or you you've been teasing me about this for like weeks about about yes. whether it was going to be on my list. Owl's game of the year we're going to talk about. No. We already talked about Psychonauts. Oh, you're right, you're right. Owl's true game of the year. You have to, you know, collect the the right items, do the right dialogue choices to get the 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 true ending, oh, and that no. is the true game of the year for Owl. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, this game oh, was yes. painful at times for me to get through. We are talking about. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to try and get the name right this time. Okay. Cupid Parasite. Cupid Parasite. Not Cupid Paradise, which is what I thought it was all the time, because that <laughs> just sounds like a better name. Even though I understand why they chose the name they did. Yep. Cupid Paradise is just a better name all around. It, it, it flows it, off the tongue better. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it also makes you think more about romance than Cupid Parasite, but... Yeah, we're just like, what? what is, is this a horror game? <laughs> is this about income inequality? I mean... Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's actually about mythology. I couldn't tell you what this game's about, because I feel like every time you showed me this game, <laughs> it was just weird stuff was happening, and like you were you were also being like, I don't know about this game. <laughs> and, and like to clarify, this is a different level of confusion than Atome usually has. <laughs> yeah. Because um, usually it's like stupid and silly and hilarious, and I love it. Um, but this one just goes completely off the rails at times. I'm like, I don't okay sure mm-hmm. um so tell me what you know about cupid parasite uh transfer cars transfer cars yes there are datables there are datables yes i know that much uh you didn't really like a lot of the dudes i don't think i did not like i liked one of the dudes um I feel like the the big thing I know about this game is the fact that they had to patch the game post-launch. Yeah. Because some of the dialogue stuff for one of the later routes. One 
two of the later routes ish and then um the main one that's super messed up is actually the first one that you should do mm -hmm. which is the ryuki route so did you get to play any of like the the patch, patch stuff no nope. or okay i didn't remember if you'd played it played it at all post patching on it or anything like that um i guess we should also mention that like the uh the the publishers of this game were very outright and for and on the forefront of being like, hey, we are going to fix this stuff. We are we understand this is an issue. We're going to give you, you no know, timetables for when we're going to be fixing this stuff. We'll keep you updated and everything. And as of now, that game is patched and I think is good to go if you want to play it. Like I don't think there's like really any issues or anything that they need to fix still. No, I checked. Um, I checked with like the Atome crew. Um. I, I say that as if I know them. I don't know them. But Idea Factory has, in fact, patched everything. So mm. it should theoretically make sense now. Which, um, is, which is good. Like, you, if you, like, you know. That's there was how the, you handle this, honestly. Yeah, there was the, was there a controversy this year or last year with one of the games that came out? And it was just, like, a mess. And they had to, like, literally there was fans putting together spreadsheets of errors wrong with the game. And then they had to send it to the developer, like, hey, this is bad. Fix this. And they're like. Oh, I guess we should fix this. <laughs> it was Color Cross Malice Unlimited, right? That sounds right. But, like, this is how you handle it. You're like, yo, we know there's an issue. Yeah. Here's our timeline for fixing it. Um, even when there was, like, a minor delay with it, like, hey, just so you guys know, there was a delay in this. We're going to need another week. Because sometimes and you just have to, you have to throw these games out here to, to meet your release dates, to meet quotas and all that sort of stuff so yep. for them to immediately come out and be like hey look we're going to fix this do not worry we will fix this here's our timetable it's going to take a little bit but we are going to make sure this is fixed and is in a better playable state for you you know to enjoy mm -hmm. you know, the the way the game is meant to be enjoyed and all that sort of stuff good on them good yeah. on them that's that's a really good thing good job idea factory international you 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 did a good thing here that you know, you realize there was an issue, you addressed the fans directly and said, like, hey, you know, we know that this is an issue, we're going to fix it. Mm -hmm. um, and they did. And, I mean, they fixed it in a pretty timely manner. It took, like, a month-ish. Yeah, I think it was, like, December when the, the patch dropped, because, like you said, it did get delayed a little bit, but... Yeah, so that would be them having to retranslate one route almost entirely. Um, retranslate some of um, Raul's route... And then some of the final route. So that's basically one whole route and then parts of two other routes that they had to go in and retranslate entirely. Mm -hmm. um, plus having to fix um, text spillover in some of the boxes in one, two, three, four routes. So like that's not a small amount of work that they had to do. Right. To get it out in a month, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And to have all the issues fixed. Which I would assume they had, they probably had been working on that prior to the game even coming out, considering how timely they were like, hey, this we're going to fix this and do all this sort of stuff. So Yeah, I think the announcement even came out before the game did. Yeah. So, like, it's cool. Like, they were completely transparent about that and all that sort of stuff. So that is a good thing. I think the other, the other thing I know about this, at least, you know, from you, is that, like, a lot of people were very like were highly rating this game, mm -hmm. and so you knew about that going into it. But then, like coming out of it, you're just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, let me uh, let me pull this up here and see uh, if this was still up here or not. Oh, what these? What these? 
uh, there was a thing from Open Critic that showed it. It had like the same critic score as uh, Busta Fellows for at, mm-hmm. at a time. Oh wow! So like, or maybe it wasn't this. I don't remember. It was one of the games. Let me see. Let me search and see what this game actually had. Got to make sure I actually type it right. Parasite. Parasite. Okay, maybe it wasn't this one because this one has like an eighty-three. I think it was Olivia Soiree had the. It was the high one, but it's like an 87. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit lower than Busta Fellows at an 89. The oh. number four rated game of 2021. I gotta finish Busta Fellows. <laughs> this is very funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that doesn't that tangent doesn't matter. But yes, you had mentioned that like a lot of people, Atome fans, were very high on this game. So like, mm-hmm. you had an idea coming into this that you were like, okay, maybe you know this is gonna be something good and all that sort of stuff. And then you came out of it like. <laughs> yeah so all the all the folks that i'd seen talking about it beforehand they're like oh man like lynette the the protagonist is like one of the best protagonists i've ever seen in a tome game like it's a romantic comedy it's really really good has some of the best characters that i've ever experienced in a tome i was like okay cool cool i'm i'm interested and then i played it like did we play the same game <laughs> did did we did, did we no, they play Cupid Paradise. I think that's the thing. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, easy mistake. Um, but yeah, so I kind of came away with it. Like, there were moments. There were, I can think of at least three moments. I was like, do I actually want to finish this game? Yes, I'm aware of that as well. And I, I did end up 100%ing the game just because I felt like I had to at that point. Um, but there were there were multiple times I was like, oh god, I, I just, ugh. yep. So um, I did I did do it though, I got through it. You did. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the gist. Like, here's a the quick and dirty synopsis of Cupid Parasite. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're you're playing as Lynette. I think her name is Mirror. Lynette Mirror. That sounds right. Um, She's the girl in the mirror. Yes, Lynette Mirror. Um, she is your protagonist, um, and she works at a Cupid Corporation. She's a bridal advisor, so she's supposed to match make people so that they get married. Um, her secret is that she's literally Cupid. <laughs> Um, she, she was up in Celestia firing off her arrows as Cupid and, um, got into an argument with her dad, who is Mars, and, um, decided that she wanted to prove to her dad that humans could, um, they could find love and be in love without Cupid's intervention, like magical intervention. Um... So yeah, she she works at this Cupid Corporation. She match makes. She's also very good at it, which you know, I think kind of crosses the lines of like, you know, Cupid is still kind of helping, but she's not using magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is like one of the top advisors at um, Cupid Corporation. You all right? That was my chair. Oh God, did it did it break? No, no, no. It's just sometimes I lean back and it makes a pop. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so she's one of the, the top um, ad- advisors. And um, so her boss calls her in and says, all right, I've got one, two, three, f- wait, one, two, three, four, five guys, five guys. Um, the restaurant. <laughs> five guys that we cannot figure out a way to get these guys married like every single advisor has quit um none of the the women we've set them up with work out um like some of them actually want to quit our corporation because these dudes are so terrible we have deemed them the parasites um so her job is to find someone to fall in love with these parasites and if she can do that, then she can get a promotion. She'll be the top bridal advisor. She's like, heck yeah, then I can go show that to dad and he'll he'll know that I'm right. Woo. Woo. Um, so we have um, Ryuki. Ryuki F. Kaisan? I don't know how to say his name. Um, he is the glamour parasite. Uh, he is a fashion designer. Um, who is um, half Japanese and he he his family also has a massive fashion line but he has been told that like he's not good enough to design for that line so he has his own um, he's an absolute butthole to like everybody um, he has synesthesia and I don't think that this is how it works, but he just associates people with color. So like he'll meet you and tell you like your hex code that he associates with you. All right. Yeah. Um, also he just carries around like a moisturizing bottle spray thing and he just like sprays people and says like you have really bad skin. Um, <laughs> there was a there was a wrestler in the 80s who his whole gimmick was he was a model. Uh-huh. And he used to carry around an atomizer that was his fragrance, which was called Arrogance. <laughs> and that's how he would, like, cheat to win matches by spraying them in the face. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. So that's um, what I just thought of. Nice. Well, the the big issue with Ryuki is that um, he, he judges people based on, like, he, he basically gives you a rating out of 100. And I think it's if you're below 60, he won't even acknowledge you as a person. Um, oh, the American grading scale. Yeah, 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 basically. Like, he will not acknowledge you. He won't even see that you're there if you're below a 60. So, like, he'll he'll be set up on dates with people, and he just won't even acknowledge that they're there. Um, so that's kind of rude. Just a smidge. Um, he's also the youngest. He's 19. Um... But yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Um, then we have Shelby Snail. Who is what a the, name. Yeah, he's the prestige parasite. Um, he's, he's just constantly prestiging in Call of Duty, so that's why he's, you know, he's, he just needs his help to get out of the house to stop playing Call of Duty all the time. Oh my god. Uh, so... Shelby is the president and the founder of Cupid Corporation. So he's your boss. Um, and he aims to be, as he says, SS rank in every facet. He he wants to be good at like 
academics. Um, he wants to be good at his job. He wants to be good at like sports. He has like a speedo that even says SS on it. Um, he's not even aiming for triple S, so I think he's just a scrub. scrub. <laughs> Super um, scrub. So the problem is that um, he has a reputation for being a devoted husband. Um, but obviously he is single. So he's trying to find somebody who can like quietly fill that role so that he can actually be a devoted husband. Um, but have a wife who still supports him in being like SS rank. It's um, weird that like that's your reputation, but like that's not even remotely true. Like, it's not how do you get that true. reputation when it's just like that's not? I don't, I don't know there, what's happening here. There was a um, there was a um, what's the word I'm looking for? An interviewing person, um, reporter maybe, um, that was doing uh, an interview with him and there was a misunderstanding with the interview and he just ended up getting that reputation for that and he's like I can't let people see that I live in like a single apartment that there's nobody there like people people are starting to worry that like I'm not bringing my wife to events like this is a problem um and he's afraid that like if people know that he's not actually married it's gonna like hurt the company um, but the problem is that he doesn't want people to know that he's single. So when you're doing the whole like parasite matchmaking thing at first, he sends a proxy. Um, so she, she keeps having to go on a date with like his assistant <laughs> and, um, Owen is his assistant. Owen's just like, ah, oh, yes, you know, this is, this is what, uh, Mr. Mr. S would say here, this is what Mr. S is doing. Like, let's go to a pool date. And, um, like, doesn't even call him Mr. Snail. What a. Well, because then you would know who it is. Yeah, but Mr. Snail's funnier than Mr. S. Well, it totally is. But then you would know that it's him. Because <laughs> she even asked, like, when he gives over the parasite papers, um, his is filled out but um there's no name and she's like is this you and he's like no 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 no, not me I'm, I'm i'm married come on could never be me um it's him but yeah the whole owen thing is is ridiculous it, it's it's super super ridiculous um poor owen <laughs> gets started to some of the weirdest stuff um but yeah, so you have the little duo there of those two. Uh, then you have Gil Lovecraft. He is the lovelorn parasite. Um, he is a freelance editor. He He's technically kind of a, a writer-ish. Um, and he's trying to get over being brokenhearted. And... Um, she thinks okay let me back up they were roommates uh, when when she first came down from from celestia and um he he basically like taught her how to human without knowing like he's like oh man this weird rich girl like all right i guess i gotta teach her how to like be a regular person 
So they were college roommates and they also had another college roommate and she always thinks like, oh man, you know, Gil, Gil is in, in love with her. And, you know, I feel bad because like everybody loves her, you know, yikes, this whole broken heart thing, like never realizing that he was in love with her the whole time. Like Lynette, you're moron, Jesus Christ. Um, he's obsessed and it's creepy. And like at one point in his route, I thought it was going to get better. And I'll talk about that a bit, but um, it didn't get better. Oh, no. No, no. Um, yeah. Oof. Oof. What a fun time. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was basically just like. Gil gave up on life and like shaped his entire existence based off Lynette and became like well, I'm in the friend zone type thing and it's like oh. uh, uh, uh. Um, so anyway he also had a sweet ponytail when he was in college and it's a bummer that uh, they got rid of that when he was older <laughs> anyway um, then there's um, Roll Alkanite he's the obsessed parasite is he constantly Rolling, 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 rolling. What? Um. Well, he is a Sillywood action actor, star guy, man. Sillywood. Sillywood. Yes, he's he's a big Sillywood. star. Sillywood. <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge. California. Sillywood. Um, but yeah, so he's like this super hot action star. Um, and so you would think that, you know, everybody would be really interested in him. Um, the problem is that he, he's not been in love. Um, and he's been cast in a romance film and he just cannot figure it out. Um, so his, his agent signed him up for um cupid corporation to like go on dates figure out what love is but you can't get it you can't actually get married um that's kind of weird but whatever um his issue though because of course they all have issues is he's completely obsessed with mythology oh no does not ever shut up about mythology ever ever just constantly talking about it um and so like obviously Lynette is is Cupid and knows all of the people that he's constantly talking about she's like oh yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah uh. um but yeah nobody wants to date him because that's the only thing he ever talks about mythology um his his route has some interesting moments for sure uh then we have alan alan melville he's the thieving parasite um you are introduced to him he is a um high-end pillow salesman pillow he's, he sells high-end pillows um and he is only interested in dating women who are already in love that's it. So um, that's why he's thieving parasite. 
And she's like, well, that's not going to work because uh, uh, you're you're messing up all these relationships. And also, like, how are we going to get you married if you're always just wanting to find somebody else who's in love with somebody else? Then, um, his is one of the last ones you have to play because his is one it doesn't unlock until close to the end. But like, Jesus mm. Christ, it goes places. Oh boy. Um, and then we have the secret route. He's the sensitive parasite. <laughs> and I I think I'll talk about him later. But yes, we have the sensitive parasite. He's not an official parasite, but um, he is the final route. So, does it all make sense so far? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Um, the routes that had issues in terms of translations were Ryuki's, um, some of Raul's, uh, some of Alan's, and then a lot of the um, sensitive parasite route. Like so, some of theirs were messed up too. So, um, the recommended order that they gave was to do. Um, Ryuki, Shelby, Gil, Raul, Allen, then the last route. Um, I didn't do it that way because I was trying to figure out, like, well, I was also trying to figure out, like, how do I not go with the Ryukis before the translation patch hit, but did it anyway. So I did Shelby, Gil, Raul, um, Allen, Ryuki, then the the secret. So I kind of did it in a weird order. A little bit of out of the, the norm. I did it mostly in order. Yeah. Um, but I started with the Shelby route, partially because um, he's the only one in his 30s. So, like, it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to date this guy in his 30s. Um, he's also the only one that I actually genuinely liked. <laughs> Which is uh, well, not good. It's it's not good. Um. And it's also weird because he's not the kind of dude that I would usually like in a Tome game. I say that as if I didn't really like um, Victor and Mr. Love when I was still playing that, um, who was also an emotionally constipated CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't step on a laptop, little dude. Um, that is definitely what Shelby is. He is he's he's emotionally constipated, very awkward. Um, CEO who who thinks he has to be the absolute best at everything. He physically reminds me a lot of Akihiko, which might have been why I was like, hmm. <laughs> oh no. You <laughs> <laughs> would have the speedo. Come on. Um, but he's like, you know, a, a gray-haired. I got to be the best dude. Does he, does he surround himself with a lot of chairs and then panic because he has nowhere for you to sit? <laughs> <laughs> oh man boy <laughs> had like five places to sit he's like ah there's nowhere to sit um no shelby does not have that problem um actually you know what before we go to shelby's route there is a common route um and basically what happens at the common route is that they decide that the best way to get the parasites to like have people get interested in them is to have like 
a reality show with them. And so the goal was initially to put all the the parasite guys in a house. Lynette's going to be there to watch over them. They're also going to bring in some gals from the Cupid Corporation. They're going to try and match them up. The problem is that the gals came in and Alan ran them all off. <clears throat> so, ends up being just the dudes and Lynette and her trying to do like different events to try and figure out like how do I get you guys married? Um so again you have Owen filling in for for Shelby and Shelby's there and he's like, Oh no no, no I'm just here as the CEO and I'm don't pay attention to me. I'm not here. I'm not here as a parasite. Nope. No. Nope. Um but yeah, there's even this, this crazy scene where um, all the dudes just start getting naked and comparing like their junk sizes. You know, as you do. Yeah, like there's this whole conversation about like Gil being basically obsessed, which is true. And um, Alan's making fun of him. And he just like starts taking off his pants and Alan's like, yo, like, if you got that to work with, like, you shouldn't have a problem. And then Rebel's like, oh, we're taking off our clothes? Let me get naked, too. And they're like, oh, my God, you're an actual movie star. Like, please don't get naked. Your agent is going to murder us. And they start calling, like, oh, my God, he's not supposed to be pantsless. What are you doing? Um, then Ryuki takes off his clothes for some reason, and Shelby starts taking off his. Everybody's just taking off their clothes. I forget. I forget which one, but they're like, man, you got massive. Yeah. Um, but they're all just naked comparing their sizes. <laughs> Why? Who knows? And it's not even the first, like, it's not even the last time in this game that there will be comparisons of sizes. It happens again. <laughs> I'm like, you guys know what you're working with now. How do we, how's this happening? They really enjoyed that scene when they wrote it. So like, we got to do it again. <laughs> um, they also have to do some like fake dating with, uh, with Lynette, which of course they do. Um, which is where like Owen ends up taking you to the pool and is like, ah, oh, yes, this is where uh, Mr. S would, would take you on a date. And she goes swimming and then she sees Shelby and is like, oh, why are you here? He's like, oh, no reason. Nope. <laughs> I'm just, just enjoying the pool. <laughs> just exercising. Um, wild. Um, so you have this like crazy, crazy route. Um, they end up having to like write in a big apology because of the whole like getting naked on national TV thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, casually. <laughs> Um, also, Don't something, the chest up. you gotta do chest up, man. Like, dudes, dudes can be naked from the chest up, but um, yeah, they almost pulled the plug on it at all because Rose, like, let me just show you guys my junk. I'm an actor, <laughs> this is fine. Um, junk city. Also, junk city. I just love that Ryuki's like, sure, I guess I'll be naked too. Like, I'm beautiful. It's like, bro, <laughs> come on, got nothing else to do. Eh, sure. Let me just spray some mist on myself. Oh, this is all good. Psst, psst, psst. Um, 
And the funniest part is that Alan just like, I guess I started this, but um, all right. Everybody's naked. I don't think Alan actually takes off his pants, <laughs> which is wild because he wants to bang everybody. Um, well, allegedly he wants to bang everybody. Allegedly. So anyway, um, you have all these events happening and, you know, the normal, like, whatever you say to somebody and, and the common route leads to your your final route that you go down. Mm-hmm. All that applies. Um, but also there is a, um, a love type test that you have to take. And to get, like, the best ending with them, you have to pass the love type test and have the same love type as them. Which is interesting. I should have taken that like as me instead of like as Lynette. Anyway. <laughs> Failed. Um, oh well. Um, I have to put it back in my system to do that. That's a pain in the butt. <laughs> so yeah. Now then. Um, depending on how your routes go, everybody else withdraws their application from um, Cupid Corporation, then you go down the route of the guy who did not withdraw. So, anyway, now we're at Shelby. Um, he was fantastic. He is he's definitely a working dude, so that part's a little <laughs> concerning. Um, I'm a working man. He, he works so much. Um, but yeah, there's a whole lot of like supporting each other in our career type things. I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, there's obviously like some pretend marriage stuff of like, ah, yes, you have to be my wife and let's go throw a dinner party. And everybody's like, wow, you guys seem kind of awkward together. You, you all right? She's like, oh, you know, I'm sick. I'm so sick. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they also end up moving into his vacation house that was used for the the parasite house filming because he's like, well, I live in this single person apartment and we can't really do that. And we got to have people see you. So let's go into this house and we're going to move here. And people keep trying to like take pictures of them. Um, and that was actually one of the moments that was pretty funny because there's a paparazzi outside the window and Lynette realizes like, oh, they can see the shadows. So let's like fake doing some, some boning. <clears throat> um, so like they fake make it out. She like grabs a banana at one point. He's like, no, 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 that's too far. That's too far. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, but then they end up like full on making out. So, it, you know, um, but the banana was pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's pretty cool. Um, it doesn't get super super weird in this one. Uh, I think the weirdest thing in this one is that um, I, I say that it's not super weird, and then I'm gonna say this. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> um, her dad Mars ends up creating a rival company. Um that it's trying to one be the ones that exposes the fact that Shelby Snail is not married 
Um, two, he wants to make them run out of business so that she does not succeed at her whole um, uh, making people fall in love thing. So um, he ends up like possessing Owen at one point and Owen like tries to shoot people. Also, they get abducted by some some folks and Lynette's like, what if I use my Cupid arrow and just make them fall in love with me and then they'll just take us back to the, the you know, they're not going to kidnap us anymore. And she does that. And Shelby's like, how did this happen? She's like, oh, you know, it's amazing. They just fell in love with me out of nowhere. I don't know, man. <laughs> weird. Yeah, you're right. This didn't get weird at all or anything. <laughs> um, so... Owen, Owen and Mars are caught in their, their schemes. And, um, at one point in, in a, in a revenge moment when Mars is being a butt, um, Lynette uses her Cupid arrow on him and also the Roomba. All right. So Mars falls in love with the Roomba for a month. So he's just constantly hanging out at the at the Cupid Corporation, like following around the Roomba trying to woo it. And um Lynette's like, sorry, mom, like I feel bad that dad's kind of cheating on you with a Roomba, but like had to get him off my back for a bit. <laughs> um again, I, I say that it's this is one of the more normal routes. So just saying something. Yeah, it's saying something. Um, and then, you know, you end up getting married and living in his single-person apartment and nakedly eating pasta, which sounds pretty cool, actually. Um, but then he doesn't fake it anymore, which there is this whole, like, he does reveal, oh, hey, I'm not actually married type thing. So, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, worth mentioning, um, voice actor is Ken, who is the same voice actor for Limbo in Busta Fellows. Uh, there is also some voice acting in this that is um, steamy. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is steamy. I said it to you. I was like, this sounds like I'm watching a porn. It really does. And it was mostly Ken. I blame him. <laughs> it was mostly you. Um, but yeah, his route was fun. I liked him. He wasn't completely terrible. And he also like got better. His entire like hang up on being the best is that he had like a trauma in middle school that like he was the best at everything and everybody loved him. And then some new kid moved into town and like ended up basically ruining and that ruining that for him and so he just kind of became obsessed with like being the best at everything because of that and um he ended up going to like a reunion in the story and everyone's like oh yeah that other kid kind of sucked like you were really impressive though so like good on you and he's like huh i made this my entire identity and it was because of no reason, really. Huh. Yay! Yay! Okay. 
anyway, that's the gist of Shelby Snail. Um, who should I go to next? Should I go more normal or should I go less normal? I mean, is there anything, is there like, I don't know if there is a more normal for this, is there? No, there is. Ryuki's is completely normal. All right. There's only one thing that's even remotely weird about it, but his is completely normal. So let's go Ryuki. He's a fashion designer, as I mentioned. Um, his older sister says that he's not going to be good at, um, he's not going to be good enough for the, the fashion company until he falls in love. And he's like, this is stupid. I don't like this. And um, he is 19. So he's, you know, baby. <laughs> he's a bab. He's a bab. Um, so there's really not anything mythology related here. There's only one moment. Um, he ends up like starting to see Lynette in a different color. And like, that's when it's supposed to indicate like, oh, he's falling in love. And, um, he's just annoying. <laughs> like, even when he's supposed to start getting better, I'm like, you still are pretty terrible. Um, you guys do like a yoga date at one point and oh boy. yeah. Um, and he's like, well, I gotta have you do all these moves so I could see how the, the clothes sit and everybody's looking at him in the yoga class. Like, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. what are you doing? Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, ah, no, I gotta see how the, the, the clothes move. Yes. Yes. This is very much what I'm doing. Ha 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 ha. Um, he does like honestly freak the f out though. Um, once her color starts changing, because he's like, Oh my god, there's something wrong with me, there's something wrong, everything's terrible, this is bad. Um, and he's just like, No, dude, you just you like her, that's all it is. Um, but yeah, you have this whole thing of like his, his mom ran away with like a famous violinist I think was what his dad did um, who was American his mom's Japanese his grandmom is the one who runs the other company also Japanese um, and she basically has told him like his whole life like you're not good enough you will never be good enough blah blah blah, blah. and even like tries to play it off as like oh she's such a good lady I'm like is she Um, cause good grandmas don't say that ever. They try and like give you good directions and stuff, but like, whatever, I guess. Um, he, he's also the only one who has a dog. He's, he's the only one who has a pet in this game. He has a, he's a big doggo. 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 Um, I will admit to you, because this rat was a giant mess, um, some of it is jumbled in my head and I don't really remember a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember that at one point, um, uh, his grandma's like, I have found the perfect person for you to fall in love with and get married to. She's a 100 out of 100. 
she will definitely follow our our family rules like they have a family rule list of like these beautification type things like oh you have to always make sure your skin's moisturized and blah 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 blah, blah. it's like dude come on um also he got really excited at one point because she was like yeah i'll try japanese food he's like what nobody ever wants to try japanese food um weird but turns out um that the the person that's 100 out of 100 is venus who is cupid's mom <laughs> um but there's this whole thing where he like decides that he wants to make a dress he wants to make her a wedding dress so he designs this wedding dress um and he's only ever done like men's clothing before so this is a new thing for him and um and your whole like confession scene of whether or not you're actually gonna like mess this route up or not uh if if you've done it all right then he like gives you the wedding dress and you run away like to meet his grandma while dressed in the wedding dress and she's like that's it you've done it you've made the perfect thing because of love love and i'm like what <laughs> um but yeah uh the the 100 out of 100 she's like yeah i mean she is 100 out of 100 but like i'm in love with this one so no and venus is like that's fine i'm married anyway also hi daughter what's up i gotta go bye um so like that's literally the only thing that's like even remotely mythological in this one um, there's also a spinning restaurant, which is the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a route. He's a baby. There's, like, no real, like, big romance moments. Um, although he does, like, pull a whole thing on you that, like, his birthday is also New Year's. And so, like, nobody ever celebrates his birthday. So you celebrate his birthday and he's like, by the way. I'm 20 now, so I'm an adult. We can do adult yeah. things. And I'm like, oh my god, you're 20 and you're an adult. We're going to do adult things. What is happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was just like, nope. No, no. Get out of here. Um, anyway, that's that's his. It was boring. Anyway, um, Gil. We'll go to Gil next. Um, he is such a mess. He's obsessed with Lynette. Like, oh my god, he's obsessed. It's just so annoying. Because there's, I mean, like, they're able to pull off some moments of it of, like, he's able to like break out of it a little bit and like they're cute moments and then he just pulls something like bruh you didn't learn anything like they got to the very edge of me liking him and then um they were like, but, nah. like nah nah like i said he like taught her how to human so like at one point he there's like a flashback scene he's like oh you know i'm gonna go take a shower she's like oh huh, shower interesting i want to go come with him so she just gets in the shower with him he's like what nope <laughs> you can't do that i'll teach you how but no not together 
Um, so he ends up overhearing a conversation with her and the other roommate who I'm blanking on her name. Um, and they had done like a voice changer thing, which is so bizarre, but they basically like use an app to switch their voices. And, um, their, their roommate was talking about like how she wants somebody to be like devoted to her and all. And he's like, oh, well, I can do that. So he just legit changes his entire life. Like he becomes this freelance editor because he's like, well, if I do that, then I can just devote all of my time to her because I won't have to be in a very specific job. I won't have to be in an office. Like I can just be there for her whenever I can make food for her. It's like, oh, bro. Um, red flag big red flag that's like a million red flags um so they end up going to like a movie theater date and um they go see transform cars um and she's like gil do you really like cars and he's like no no i don't i don't like cars or anything no i don't like cars what are you talking about just transform cars and they go outside and there's a car outside he's like oh my god this is this kind of car it's beautiful i don't like cars what are you talking about it's a pretty car though um so he ends up at one point like getting the opportunity to write um for a car magazine and ends up spending a lot of time away from her doing that and um he's like kind of freaking out because like I'm not spending enough time with her and I don't remember exactly what leads to it but she ends up back in Celestia and um Mars is like well you're not leaving now you're back here so like you're stuck you're here forever and um she like left her her cupid necklace behind Oh, I know what it was. Um, they bang. They they end up banging. And when she falls in love with a human, her her um, cupid arrow falls off, and so Oops. the necklace is in her bed. And um, she ends up like looking at his phone and seeing a message from his editor about like this one article that's basically like accusing her of sleeping with Shelby Stale and like how she's just like a fraud and blah 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 and she's like why would he write something about me like this like why would he do this this is terrible um obviously it's a misunderstanding because people don't talk to each other wow um, shocked what who could have seen that coming who could have seen it coming so um she leaves she goes to celestia he's left with a necklace and he's he decides like okay well i gotta figure out how to get back to her um ends up like talking with Alan at one point and we learn like oh hey um Gil is actually like the heir to a giant car company um and loves cars and loves to build cars and is obsessed and his older brother was supposed to take over the company but ended up falling in love with this other girl um and they ended up running away together and like starting a burger joint so um it's a bit of a pivot it's a bit of a pivot but the the, the car company is like in a turmoil because like well we don't have a successor to 
Lovecraft dad, um, who is still alive, so whatever. But Gil's like, I'm not doing it right now. I got things to do. I got to do things. I'm going to build this car. I'm going to use this arrow. I got to find a way to get back to her. And Alan's like, oh, yeah, you know, if you just, like, use that as the, like, engine source, like, it, ju it just will take you straight to her. That's what that does. And he's like, oh, okay, interesting. And then Alan gets too close to the car and ends up becoming one with the car. He, like, gets sucked into the car and becomes part of the car. <laughs> and... Uh, so he ends up getting into this car. It's a flying car at this point because it's fueled by <laughs> it's fueled by the Cupid arrow, and it flies to Celestia, and he like crashes through the like tree gate, <laughs> and he ends up like having this fight with her dad. Um, and after he realizes like I'm not gonna win this, he's like, okay, well I have a trick up my sleeve transform car and we find out that this car that he's been building is also a transform car but it's just like a pig for some reason and so he just fights mars <laughs> fights the god of war with a transform car the pig <laughs> and then once he once he wins he's like see i love her and um ends up saying like I can prove it. Look at my phone. I've saved all these pictures. It's like a bunch of like candid pictures he's just taken of her. Weird. Like without her knowing. I'm like, oh God, no, 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 no. Like it would be cute if it were like pictures of them together or something that he had saved. But it's basically just like voyeurism. Right. <laughs> and he's like, look. Look at me taking pictures of your daughter. I clearly love her. And, and Mars makes this like her horrified face because of course he does. It's horrifying. Um, I think I even sent you that as like a reaction image of like this is so funny. Um, so she she can no longer be Cupid because Cupid's arrow is now part of the car. Mars like. IDK, I guess you could just go live with him, whatever. Um, so they end up getting married, and um, Alan, as the car, becomes Cupid and just drives around the city and, like, makes people fall in love somehow. This is not explained. It's not even given an explanation of like, is Alan okay with being Cupid Car? Um, they at one point like talk about him just like cruising the city, <laughs> city. Um, and they also go to like a valet with a Cupid car, and uh, they get out, and the the car just drives itself, and the valet's like, um, like, oh, it's fine. We just have a very short driver. It's fine. It's fine. What? What? Um, also Gil ends up like figuring out how to be a successor to the car company, but that's really unimportant at this point because there was a transfer car they used to fight the God of War. What? 
I don't even know where to start, to begin, to finish with that. That was just a whole <laughs> whole ride. You see what I mean? Then we go from like Shelby Snails where we're like falling in love with a Roomba to to this. Hoofa doofa. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Oh, it gets so much worse. Oh man. Um also like in every single route that you don't get with Gilly, she's like Okay, I guess I'll just never be in love. Charlie Brown sad music plays. Basically, yeah. It's like, oh my god, dude. Like, move on. Oof. Anyway, let's talk about Raul. Raul Alkanite. He is the silly wood actor. He's obsessed with mythology. Um... So he decides that, like, I really don't understand this love thing. I kind of got to understand this love thing because it's part of my job. So can you just, like, come to set and coach me on how to be in love? You're like, sure, I guess. That's fine. And the director is just so frustrated because, like, God, you're terrible. Like, what are you doing? Um. So this route is strange in a different way because... <laughs> It's strange in many ways, but this is one of the ways. Um, so they end up like going to um, like a club after party type thing on one of the like first days of the the filming, and they end up running into like some actors, which like one of them, I think they named her Emma Wilson. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Um, but it's the whole Watson Wilson switcheroo again. It's everywhere 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 and she just like comes up to rolls like oh hey i got a new mattress you you want a bone and he's like nah you know not tonight it's, it's, i'm sorry and um lynette's like what do you what is this and he's like yeah you know you just have sex with people it's fun <laughs> whatever like it's no big deal yeah she's like but you're supposed to have sex with people you're in love with. He's like, no, you don't. Like, you can just have sex if you want to. It's fine. And she's like, no, no, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. He's like, no, it totally is. Like, do you want to go bone now? We'll go bone now. I'll prove it to you. So they just go bone at his apartment. All right. <laughs> like, literally in the first chapter of this route. And she's like, yeah, I guess you can't just bone without being in love. Interesting. Huh. Ari. Um, so that's something that just they they do occasionally is just get down. <laughs> Why not? Um, and he the whole time is talking about mythology, and she's just like, "Oh God, he's so mistaken about this thing," but I can't tell him that because then he'd figure out something weird about me. Um, and. She keeps trying to, like, set him up on dates with people who also like mythology or are, like, nerdy enough that she thinks that they would be okay with listening to him talk about mythology. Uh, it, it doesn't go well. Two of them are just like, gotta go by. And one says that, but then ends up becoming, like, super obsessed with him and even, like, tries to stab Lynette. Welp. Yep. So she just, like... I'm going to use the opposite of my Cupid arrow and shoot you so you go away. Because this is a mess. 
the death arrow. Death arrow. I think it's called like a lead arrow or something. I don't even remember. But anyway, that's a cool name. She's like, "You go away. This is weird." Um, Ro also has this like obsession with Neptune, and he's like, "Neptune is a lady. I know that Neptune is a lady." Neptune saved my life because the devil is in oysters. Oysters tried to kill me once and Neptune saved me. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> yep. Turns out it was actually Gil who saved him because Gil was at this festival for some reason. Um, and was like, uh, this kid needs a doctor. He's dying. Um, but he, he, he apparently saw Neptune in quotations there and um, he he explains to Lynette at one point like yeah I had a had a sculpture built uh, of her in like from my memory and it takes it to her and she's like oh that's Minerva and he's like what do you mean that's Minerva that's not Minerva that's, that's, that's Neptune he's like no no that's Minerva huh okay <laughs> anyway um so they go to a few like mythology club discussion type things and <laughs> and there ends up being like this whole conversation of like hey there's an archaeological dig that's happening we should go to that so they go and roll dresses up full on like indiana jones you know as you do as you do turns out like both of his parents were archaeologists so like He's traveled a lot and, like, kind of knows somewhat what he's doing, but he's an actor, so he doesn't really know what he's doing. Anyway, shows up as Indiana Jones. Um, they go on this archaeological dig, and Lynette finds this, like, button. She presses it. They fall through. Oh, God, we're in this, like, big temple underground thing. Also, it's kind of like a theme park because there's all kinds of weird things. There's also a car down here. Um, and roll... Um, Basically, I was like, this is fine. I can figure this out. This is like, this must be like Pluto's temple. And um, he ends up like naked fighting um, like a demon at one point. Just straight up gets naked and fights this thing. Because he says that's the only way to do it. Um, it's true. Is it? <laughs> is it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you end up finding out that this was all set up by um, Minerva, and she she has discovered she did like try and protect him per se um, because she's discovered that he is the reincarnation of Alexander the Great. All right. And she was in love with all Alexander. Right. The all right. <laughs> all right. She was in love with Alexander. Pack the Great. it up. <laughs> I get you're just trying to make up things because you don't remember what this route is going, but, I mean, come on. Let's be a little <laughs> bit more realistic here. <laughs> so she's... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so he has, like, the, the armor of Alexander the Great in his apartment and everything. She's like, he's like, yeah, you know, this has, like, an affinity for him. I think he's really interesting. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's because he's Alexander the Great, and I was in love with him, and now we're going to turn him into that boop. Um, so he ends up like becoming Alexander the Great and um, getting into this giant, pff, giant fight with Jupiter. Um, 
and like causing all kinds of chaos around the city like there are tornadoes and um demons and minerva's like this is fantastic i love this thank you god you're so hot <coughs> um i'm telling you she's she's a mess she's down bad he's real bad real bad and um Lynette's like no no this is this is not him this is this is raul he's he's different I love him. Also, I bone him. Turns out you can separate them, but I don't want to separate them because I like him a lot. And he's like, oh, yes, I like you too. Um, I don't remember how he actually comes undone from being Alexander the Great, but he does. And then Minerva ends up like being in prison forever um, in Celestia because that's a no-no. And then you end up going to like the premiere of his movie, and it's amazing because he figured out love. You know what love is? It turned him into Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great? What the? F <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and not believe that actually happened. What is this? <laughs> oh man, so yeah, Roll is actually Alexander the Great. But he's not because Lynette's in love with him, so. Yep. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh boy. Alan. Alan's the pillow guy. Not that pillow guy. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like he's the pillow guy. No, no, no. Not not that pillow guy. He's he's the pillow guy who's like, I wanna bone all these ladies. Um But yeah. He has some weird moments, like he he, he mentions a few times like, Oh right, humans need to eat. And he says something like Bubble tea is sour? Bubble, bubble, bubble tea. Bubble, 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 bubble tea, tea. tea. No one's got to get that. Um, he, he, he ordered some Vienna coffee and then was upset because it didn't taste like Vienna sausages. <laughs> That's pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> um, his route is wild. Um, and honestly, it feels like the canonical route, even though I think that the secret route is technically a canonical route. Um, so, he's always been trying to find people who are already in love. He's really interested in them. He also works at this pillow store. Um, Lynette's trying to figure out, like, dude, what is your major malfunction? Like, what is going on here? And, um, you know, they go on a few dates and he says some weird things like, oh, you know, humans have to eat. Um, oh, right. He's an incubus. All right. Um, so he has been feeding on the dreams of women who are in love. Um, but then the women who are in love are like, well, I, I was better in the dream. So I don't want to be in love with this guy anymore because, like, I, I, the dream was amazing. <laughs> Um, Lynette's like, you can't do that. That's bad. No, no. 
and um you find out that he's been like trying to become a greater demon this whole time he's like gone to the underworld and has this like crazy book um and it's it's unclear why all this is happening at first as as it tends to be um and you know you end up just like oh right she accidentally like pricks herself with her arrow and like falls in love with him for 30 days <laughs> or hits him with the arrow I don't remember which one it is. Arrow what? shenanigans happen. Arrow shenanigans happen, and she falls in love with him for 30 days, and he's like, this isn't going to last. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but they end up, you know, boning, and he's like, well, this is pretty cool. I'm going to eat your dream because you're in love with me, and also you're Cupid. This is delicious. I love it. Um, so that is is a thing. Oh, my ear just messed up. Anyway. Um, he also has a huge animosity towards Jupiter. Like, yeah, really, really bad. Animosity towards the planet Jupiter. It's too, too big. big. <laughs> too big. <laughs> Brain cell, go. Yay. Yay. Um, but... Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, I, I'm an incubus. Turns out your college roommate, who was not Gil, is a succubus who kind of like coached me. She's kind of my mom. Okay. Um, yeah, it, 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 it turns out. And it's kind of like tragic in a, in a strange way. But he he is a fallen angel, Giron, um, who became an incubus and a greater demon because he's trying to get back his, his love. Um, and what that situation is, is that Okay, it's just Maxwell. Um, there's <laughs> Celestia, and a level below Celestia is Heaven. And um, Jupiter has the ability, Jupiter and some of the other gods. I think um, I don't Mercury is the one that goes in with Jupiter. Anyway, they go into Heaven, and there are these paired angels. And they don't speak to each other, but like they are like paired and and love and blah 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 and mercury's like that one i need this one to be this god and i forget what it is um and jupiter says no you you can't use that one for for that purpose uh just make that one cupid it's fine um so mercury takes takes this one separates the two and makes the one Cupid. Obviously, this is Lynette. Lynette was an angel. She was part of a pair. Um, and now she is Cupid and has um, 
is basically an expiration date um, that she can only be Cupid for so long and then she just disappears. And so Alan, after his pair was taken away from him, became a fallen angel, became an incubus, and is trying to figure out like, how do I stop this from happening? How do I stop her from from dying, basically? Um, and Put her this, in the fridge. Well, <laughs> the solution that he found was essentially like make her fall in love with a human because then she becomes human and um, she she won't die. She won't be Cupid anymore. Uh, so he he keeps like pushing her like, hey, you know, go date all these guys. And she's like, no, no, I, I'm in love with you. It's fine. Um, he's like, no, I'm not human. It doesn't count. Come on. Um, there ends up being this weird like shenanigans scenario where like, he kind of like throws her into the future and like ends up in a situation where like Gil's nephew and Rose something else are like in college with her and um, they end up like they're gonna go on a trip. She ends up running into Alan and I forget what um, oh, he tries to, like, say his name is Gil, and she's like, oh, I, I know of a Gil, are you, like, his, his uncle? And he's like, no, 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 it, it's short for something else, and she's like, guilty? Is your name guilty? He's like, yes, my name is guilty. <laughs> so, he hangs out with her as guilty. <laughs> and he's like, this is bad, this is wrong, she's gonna remember, um, He's trying to make her like fall in love with one of the the, the like nephews. Uh, it's weird. Um, all that fails. He's been trying to protect her from demons who are trying to murder her this whole time. Um, and at one point, it just like super super goes bad, and I think it's like in Rome or something. They like go to a mythology trip to Rome. She gets like dragged to the underworld. He's like, well, this isn't going to work. Jupiter saves her. Um, it's 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 a weird route. It's very sad. Because this whole time he's like, don't fall in love with me. Um, but yeah. I don't actually remember how it ends. Alrighty. I know, I know there's one route where they end up becoming an incubus and a succubus together. That's not the that's not the good route though. It's not the good ending. I think Well in the good route they go to an incubus concert and then they're just like, Alright, cool, whatever. Let's oh just, my God. This is our life now. Well I remember that like they in the good route or in like the good ending, they end up like owning the pillow store and like running it together. And, um, but I don't remember what they do to her to make her not die. Give her a pillow. Probably give her a pillow. Anyway, she falls in love with him. They end up becoming a pair again, but not angels. They're not angels just anymore. Just pillow people. Just pillow people. Um, but the whole thing is just, like, really sad. <laughs> 
but I legitimately don't remember how they get to the point where she doesn't die. Maybe Jupiter is just like, okay, never mind. But... <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I don't remember. It hasn't even been that long since I played it. Um, but yeah. Um, how does it end? Anyway, like I said, they live happily ever after they run the pillow store. Um, that's, that's all I remember. Uh, I, I'm terrible at this. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I was trying to see if I could, like, find somebody saying, like, this is how it ends, but I can't, I can't spell parasite. Paradise. No. That's not it. Um. Anyway, so when you finish all those routes, you, you, route. you start a new game and you, um, it just straight up asks you, like, do you want to do the secret route? No. <laughs> sure. Do the secret route. Um, I don't really feel in the secret route. Maybe later. <laughs> nah, I'm all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the secret route, there is a character that has showed up in a few of the different routes, especially the common route. He was like the cameraman, but he's really, really terrible at his job um, and is kind of a, a dummy. Um, I'm still trying to see if I can figure out why why that happened, but anyway, Alan, I don't remember what happened with him. I, I give up. Um, it's fine. So the the cameraman is kind of dumb and kind of weird and doesn't understand technology, but he's also scared of everything. So that's why he gets the the sensitive parasite and becomes like an unofficial parasite. Um, and his name is Peter. I'm trying to remember what his last name is. Dong. No. No. Shaft. <laughs> no. Peter Flage? Flage? Flaccid. <laughs> F-L-A-G-E? <laughs> um... Peter Flash. Uh, it is very, very obvious as soon as you see him who he is. If you've paid attention at all on the other routes, it was like, I know who you are. And he's like, no, no, no. Nope, that's not me. Nope. Nope. Um, but yeah, he's just kind of like hanging around and ends up being like, an intern at the company and um, is absolutely, absolutely terrible at his job. And Lynette's constantly have to be like, oh God, I have to fix this. Um, also in this route, instead of like having been roommates with Gil and everything, um, she just goes like straight down and becomes like an intern here. 
<laughs> so it's it's a little bit different. Everything's fine. I just know how to be a human. Sure. Um. Oh, it's the Juno thing. She ends up taking on the power of Juno. Anyway, um, that happens a little bit here too. So, um, Lynette's also had this little like sparky boy with her this whole time. He's like this little critter that is like a divine beast that she calls Chi. And Chi is a little cute monster thing uh, that she uses as a personal massager, but not like that, like on her back. <laughs> Let me clarify. Um, so Chi has always been around her and um, Chi is also Peter. So that makes things weird when you're realizing in the other routes, like, oh God, he's, he's been around for a lot of things. <laughs> um, but yes, um, Peter is Jupiter. He, he's just trying to figure out how do I come up with like a person name that's not Jupiter. He's like, Jupiter, 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 Peter, Peter's my name. So um, that explains why he's dumb, because he legit has no idea how any of this works. Um, and you end up getting this whole story about like how he's been like watching out for her and he's been worried about her. Obviously the whole like Cupid having um, uh, um, an expiration date thing, that comes up here. Um, he also like apologizes to Alan at one point for like, yeah, sorry for like taking your other half. That kind of sucked. Yikes. Oops. And um, he ends up teaming up with Alan because Alan at first wants to freaking murder him, which is understanding, understandable. Um, but Jupiter's like, yo, like there's a bigger force out to get her. I need your help. Okay, we have a truce. He's like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so there's this whole like underlying, like there's something bigger going on here the whole time. And they keep bringing up like how stories are different with mythology. And um, like Peter says multiple times, like I'm really bad with women. And Lynette's like, no, you're not. Like, all the mythology stories talk about how you, like, bone everybody. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, I'm really bad with women. That's my brother. Which is confusing. Um, yeah, the thing about this route that's wild is that they decided that Zeus and Jupiter are actually twin brothers. They're two different people. Yeah, so Zeus is the one who's been up to all the shenanigans, like turning into a goose and boning the lady. Um, and Jupiter is his twin brother who's been like trying to clean up the messes, but then like looks so much like him that he keeps getting like punched out by ladies and stuff. Um, and he's like, I don't know how to deal with that. And he doesn't feel like he feels very inadequate as like the leader of the gods. Um, because he, he's kind of like a timid, shy dude. Um, and Zeus is not that. Uh, also, there's this 
whole subplot of like Juno has been missing, which is how she ends up taking on Juno's powers and Alan's ending and surviving, which is what I was missing. Um, anyway, Juno's been missing. You get a cutscene of Juno in like the underworld where Pluto's supposed to be. And Juno is talking to somebody and was like, I've missed you so much. It was really sad. Um, and so she like unlocks whoever it is and they murder her immediately. So yikes. And Big yikes. Yeah, they, they keep talking about like, oh God, Juno's missing. And so like people can't get married and this is really bad. This is really, really bad. Um, and it turns out that like Zeus murdered Juno, who was his wife, and like absorbed her power or something, and is basically real mad and for some reason wants to like take Cupid and um bone her. <laughs> um so Zeus ends up causing like absolute chaos in the world like absolute chaos everybody's freaking out um they become like obsessed with zeus um he's like half like they they question like his his, his like gender um and it's very unclear what that means i don't understand what that was going on there but anyway um I hope you're ready for this. Are you ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready for this. Hold on to your butts. Okay, so Zeus kidnaps Cupid, who is Lynette, and he decides that he, one, is going to have his way with her. So he is undressing, and all of the guys run in, including Jupiter. And they're like, Jesus Christ, that's huge! Oh my God! Oh no! Um, freaking out about big old junk wang thing. Um, just completely losing it. And she's like, "Focus, please." Um, there ends up being this like Captain Planet moment where she has to use the powers of the different types of love to come together and destroy Zeus. And so all of the guys have to like yell out their love type <laughs> in order to come together and give her the power to like shoot him down with an arrow. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So we go from like, oh my god, this dude has a massive dingle hopper, um, <laughs> to like, let's just throw our hands in the air and say that we have like, I don't know, arrows or I don't remember all the love types at this point. I'm dumb. Al, I um, think this has gone off the rails. You don't think this has been off the rails the whole time? <laughs> No, this is the point where it's gone off the rails. This went off the rails back in, like, Gil's route. Like, falling in love with a Roomba, that was fine. It was pretty tame. 
Then we got to the Transform cars and fighting Mars with the Transform car and like Cupid Transform car. That's where we started getting off the rails. Then we have Alexander the Great just reincarnating out of role. What? You think this is the part where we went off the rails? Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Um. Anyway, they win. Um, she ends up like taking on the mantle of Juno so that she can survive and not be Cupid anymore. And because she's Juno and Zeus doesn't exist anymore, and now like her and Jupiter can just like be together and get married and it's fine. And they do that and they basically rule Celestia together. The end. Well, then. <laughs> well, then, well, then. <laughs> so that, that happened. That sure is a game. Sure is a game. And then, yep. 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 All right. Well, <laughs> now that we've got all that sorted, you want to put it on your ranking list? Let, let's let's rank this. Let's rank this madness. Cupid Paradise. No parasite. Twenty-two games are on the list. This will be number twenty-three. The Michael Jordan of video games. Oh snap! I just want to ask you, like, what what do you get out of all that? What what is your reaction? That they tried to be weird for the sake of being weird. I think that part of the problem here is that I had just gotten off of Olympia um, Soiree that had also had mythology, like Japanese mythology. And it was done better there. It was done so much better, and it didn't feel like a complete and utter hokey scenario. This just tries to be like, it cranks the wackiness meter up all the way. Yeah. And like... You can make that work in some places, but, like, to go, like, full bore in the way I think they do here just, like, is overkill. It's it's a bit much. Mm-hmm. It's a bit much. Um, so now do you understand why I'm like, eh? Yeah. Okay. Good. I think if, like, you are newer to the genre, you might think this is better because of just how wacky it is and how just off, off the wall it is. Mm-hmm. But... I think if you're more experienced, I don't see how you you like look at this and go like, yes, this is a hallmark of the genre. <laughs> yeah, it's you can have goofy moments. Like Code Realize has some really goofy moments in it, yeah. but like this just ain't it. Um, although, like, I sent it to you. The music in this game is ridiculous. Uh, Ridic- uh, <laughs> I forget uh, what the honk sound effect. Uh, uh. I forget all of that. I take it back. This game's good. <laughs> Because the menu haunts at you. <laughs> For no reason. No reason. Transport car. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, every time you do anything in the menu, it, it's a car honking. 
Um, but the music is bizarre and so strange and some of the weirdest thing I've ever heard in a time. Anyway, this game's weird. Yes. Let's rank it. Number 23. All right. Number 23. Let's put it there. <laughs> that's not what I meant. 23rd game on the list is what you mean. No. It's going to be the 23rd game on the list. It is not number 23. Yes. Okay. So, Al, is this better than the KFC game? It's better than the KFC game. Shocking. Better than Amnesia. Better than Amnesia. Uh, better than Hakuoki Kyoto Wins. Yes, it is better than that. Better than Love Letter from Thief X. Is better than that. Better than Mr. Love. Is better than that. Better than Joe Starstruck. It's, it's better than that. Better than Psychedelica of the Ashen Hawk. I would say it's better than that. Better than Hotful Boyfriend Holiday Star. I'd say it's better than that. Better than Cafe Enchanté. I don't think it's better than that. Alrighty. Number That's 15. pretty low. Wow. No. I didn't even spell <laughs> it right. Yeah, but still not. <laughs> there you go. Give it a pair of sight. There you go. There you go. Cupid Parasite. Parentheses Paradise. You know, so we can keep the joke in perpetuity. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to like it, but the fact that I kept wanting to drop it constantly and just how hokey it got, it was like, okay. Not a good sign. All right. Yeah, no. So that's where it's going to live. That's where it is going to live on the list. For right now, anyway. Top 15 Otome game of all time. Yep. Ranked by me. Oh man, but uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. It's gonna do it. That's 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 sure is the thing we did. Sure is the thing we did. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast or other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early and a wealth of bonus content as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Next week, we'll probably do a little bit more of catching up on stuff, maybe, or something else. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I think so. 